Let's pray. Our gracious God and loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that as we reflect on his birth this evening, we might know better who he is and what he has done for us, and that we might respond appropriately to him. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, sometimes young single people come and they speak to me about marriage. They're often thinking that they should leave marriage until later on. And so they ask me about it. They say, doesn't marriage change everything? Doesn't it mean you have to stop living the way you're living? Shouldn't I put it off until I'm older? But I have to say, for me, that's not how it was at all. I found it very easy to be married. Didn't make that much difference to how I lived. I just did much the same things that I did before I was married. I just did them with my wife, Carmelina. Marriage was easy. But there is one thing that has made a massive difference to my life. Something that has turned my life completely upside down. Something that has changed everything in my life. Having babies. Children change everything. Uh, Children, and three of my four are here tonight, are so time consuming and so energy consuming, particularly as little babies, just feeding them, clothing them, cleaning them, getting them to bed, getting them to wake up. It's exhausting. Children, wreck your back. My back will never be the same. Children, wreck your sleep. My sleep will never be the same. Children, change everything. I want to talk to you this evening about three ways that my children have changed me. Three ways. Uh, First, my children have revealed my true character. Second, my children have brought me great joy. And third, my children have grown me up as a person. First change. My children have revealed my true character. I have to admit, it's been a bit of a rude awakening. When I was single, when it was just me and Carmelina, I thought I was this nice, patient, calm, kind person. Let me give you some examples of how my children have shown that to be not the case. I never realised how selfish I am until I had children. Children, particularly babies, are so dependent They make so many demands. They need you. They make demands on your time, on your money, on your energy. They make me realise, they made me realise how much I love to spend my time and my money and my energy on me. The fact that I found it so hard to sacrifice myself for my children shows how selfish I really am. Also, I never realised how anxious I am until I had children. From the moment I knew they were in Carmelina's womb, I have stressed about my kids. I stress about their safety. I stress about their health. I stress that they'll have good friendships. I stress that they'll work hard and do well at school. I stress that I'm messing them up by my bad parenting. I stress about disciplining too much, too harshly. I stress about disciplining too little, too laxly. I stress about the way they fight with each other. I stress about the way they fight with me. I stress about how they'll cope with the bad influence of technology and the world around them. Uh, Above all, I want them to trust Jesus and be godly and the idea that they might not do it like so many pastors' children, that stresses me as well. I remember uh, talking to my dad about it one time. 
I was uh, telling him how much I stress about my kids. And he said, yeah, well, I thought I'd stop stressing about you kids once you all left home. But now I stress about you and the grandchildren. I never realised how impatient I am until I had children. I never realised how grumpy I am until I had children. I never realised how loud I can shout until I had children. I never realised how resentful I am until I had children. I never realised what a bad brother I was until I had children and saw them being brothers and sisters. Uh, My children haven't made my character bad. They've just revealed what was already there. They've exposed my true character. But point number two, my children have also brought me great joy. Uh, Greater joy than pretty much anything else that I've ever experienced. I remember the feeling when my first son, Joel, back there was born on the 26th of January 2001, I felt like I was going to explode with, with love and with happiness. I was bawling my eyes out. I could not believe this little person we had made. 13 years and three more children down the track, I still feel the same. Only the, the joy and the love have grown. When I had one child, I couldn't imagine how I could love anyone else like that. I couldn't imagine how I could have any more love. And yet as more children have come... My love has expanded to meet them. It's a stunning, amazing experience. Uh, My children have revealed my true character, but they've also brought me great joy. Last point, my children have grown me up as a person. Uh, As I've had to confront my true character, my selfishness, my anxiety, my impatience, my grumpiness, my my resentfulness, I've, I've been forced to grow. And as I've experienced the joy and love of children again, it's grown me. The fact is, you can't be a child yourself and raise children properly. You have to grow up if you're going to do a good job. You have to make sacrifices. You have to take responsibility. You have to be a leader. You have to make plans. You have to learn how to create helpful routines. You have to provide stability. You have to learn to set boundaries and lovingly enforce them. You you have to learn to, you have to force yourself to serve even when you don't feel like it. You have to learn to put yourself into other people's shoes. You have to think what's best for my family and children, not just what's best for me. I've got to say, it's been exhausting. It's been painful in many ways. But I think it's been good for me. It's grown me up. There's no doubt about it. For me, children have changed everything. The birth of my children has completely changed my life, revealed my true character, brought me joy, grown me up. At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of a baby. The baby, the child, Jesus. And the thing about this baby, a bit like my children for me, but but way, way more, this baby changes everything. Not just for his parents, but for everyone. As we saw in our second reading, when Jesus was born, an angel made the announcement. He spoke to some shepherds. And the first thing he says is that he has good news. Good news that can bring great joy to all the people. All of God's people. It's there in Luke's gospel. Chapter 2 and verse 9. Have a look with me. Luke chapter 2 and verse 9. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, that's the shepherds, 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The angel says what the good news is. A baby has been born, but no ordinary baby. This baby is a saviour, a rescuer. Now, this baby is also Christ, the Lord. That means the, 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 the anointed king, the king that God has promised to send for his people, the king that God has set apart as king for his people. Verse 11, today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Most people seem to think that um, royal births are good news. And, of course, we've had a very, very famous royal birth this year, haven't we? The 22nd of July, 2013, Bonnie Prince George was born. Everybody was happy except perhaps his uncle Harry, whom he replaced as third in line to the throne. And the event made world news. Heads of state from all over the world sent their regards to the royal family. Uh, the UK Parliament spent an hour in Parliament, moving a motion of congratulations to Prince William and Kate. Similar things happened in other Commonwealth Parliaments, uh, in the Canadian Parliament, in the Australian Parliament. Most people believe that the birth of a royal baby is good news. And that's what the angel's saying about Jesus' birth. This is a royal birth. He is Christ, the Lord, the anointed King and Saviour, born in the town of King David, First in line to the throne of king of the universe. Not third in line to the throne of England. First in line to the throne of king of the universe. And the angel says, that's good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The angel goes on to tell how to find this baby king. And amazingly, stunningly, he's going to be found in a feed trough, an animal feed trough. And then the angel's joined by a whole choir of angels, a bit like the band here tonight. Everybody stands up and joins, uh, singing to God, praising God, and declaring uh, peace to the people God favours. Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favour rests. As I said at the beginning, babies change everything. I told you three ways that my babies have changed me, revealed my true character, brought me joy and grown me up. You know, I reckon, um, I reckon this baby should change us in similar ways, only way bigger ways. Now, this baby reveals our true character. This baby should bring us great joy. And this baby can grow us up into the people God wants us to be. Let me explain. First, this baby reveals our true character. Um, as the angel says, Jesus is the Christ, the Lord. In other words, God has declared that Jesus is your boss, my boss. God has declared you're not allowed to decide how to live your life the way you want to live it anymore. Jesus is the one who decides how you're going to live your life. Jesus is the one who decides how I'm going to live my life. God has declared him to be the king, the Christ, the Lord, the boss. 
that claim, if we take it seriously, it will quickly reveal our selfishness. Because we want to run life our way. Without reference to God or some king that he might choose to establish, we don't want someone else to be our king and boss us around. When this baby is declared king, it reveals who we really are, selfish rebels. Selfish rebels who don't want to be ruled by the God who made us. And then there's the way Jesus lives and the way he teaches. And we've seen this so clearly in Matthew's Gospel this year. He shows up our, our anger and our lust and our greed and our dishonesty and our hypocrisy. He points out our failure to live God's way. And, and when we start thinking that we do in our self-righteousness, he points out our hypocrisy and our, our, our pretense. I don't know about you, but I've found working through Jesus' teaching in Matthew's Gospel a bit like having heart surgery week by week because he's just opened up my chest and showed me my heart and I'm not, not sure that I've liked what I've seen. As we've looked at the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus' other teaching, this baby reveals our true character. But point number two. Point number two, this baby should also be a source of great joy. Now, like the angel said, the birth of this baby is good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Why such good news? The angel says it. It's because Jesus is not just Christ the Lord, it's because Jesus is our saviour. Saviour. When Jesus' mum fell pregnant with him, we saw this in our other reading, she was told, told to call him Jesus. Did you see why she was told to call him Jesus? Because Matthew one twenty one, he will save his people from their sins. Jesus doesn't just expose our true character. He doesn't just reveal our sin, to use the biblical word. Jesus comes to rescue us, to save us from our sin and its consequences. Of course, we know how this happened. Christmas flows into Easter to, to, to Good Friday when this baby died on the cross, not as a baby, grew up, died on the cross to, to bear the punishment our sin deserves. Jesus paid the full price for our sin. And so, Easter Sunday, God raised him from the dead as a king who can save, as a king who can forgive the people who trust in him. Friends, this baby can save you. This baby can rescue you from your sin. This baby can restore your relationship with the God who made you. He can bring, as the angel says there in verse 14, peace to those on whom God's favour rests. This baby can change your forever. His birth, it really is good news of great joy. This baby reveals our character. He can bring great joy. Finally, final, final point, this baby, this baby can grow us up. Uh, like my babies have grown me up only way, way more, Jesus can help us to mature into the people God wants us to be. Uh, Jesus, through his death on the cross, his resurrection, he doesn't just save us for heaven and leave it at that. No, no, by his example, by his words, Jesus shows us and teaches us how God wants us to live. He shows us how to be truly human, how to love with real love, how to love God, how to love our neighbour. He shows us what it is to, to be forgiven and what it is to therefore forgive. 
Again, we've seen stacks of evidence right through the year in Matthew's Gospel of this, haven't we? Jesus shows us how to be the people God wants us to be. But he doesn't just show us and teach us how to be the people God wants us to be. Did you notice in our first reading, he was given two names. Jesus, because he'll save his people from their sins. Did you notice the other name? Emmanuel, because he is God with us. And we saw it again last week, didn't we? Right at the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says, Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus promises to be present with us here in this life. And when he returns, he promises to raise us to new life, to transform us into people who don't sin anymore, and to give us a place in the new heaven and the new earth. Jesus will grow us to be sinless, resurrected, eternal children of God. That's the future that Jesus can give. Grow us up into sinless, resurrected, eternal children of God. In 2002, the company Johnson & Johnson launched an ad campaign. It was called Having a Baby Changes Everything. I think it's a bit overstated, but it's advertising. Let me quote from the company's website. The campaign presents a simple message. Before having a baby, you are the centre of your universe. Everything you do is related to how things affect you. But that has to change dramatically when a baby comes into your life. So here I've got three scripts uh, from the ads uh, from um, from this ad campaign. You always went for the tall, dark, handsome types. So who'd have ever thought the love of your life would be short and bald? Having a baby changes everything. You were always destined for big things. So who'd have ever thought the biggest thing to ever happen to you would be the smallest? Having a baby changes everything. Or one more. Remember the days when you spent hours trying to look glamorous? So who'd have ever thought someday you'd rather spend hours trying to look silly? Having a baby changes everything. Babies do change everything, and that is certainly true of the baby Jesus. He shows up our true character. He should bring us great joy, and he can grow us up into the people God wants us to be. And so, friends, here's the point. Here's the point. This Christmas, let this baby change your life. Let him expose your true character. Expose your sin. Let him save you, rescue you from that sin. And let him grow you up into an eternal destiny as a sinless child of God. Let's pray. Mighty God, our gracious and holy Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that even though we are Um, sinners, rebels against you, yet he has died on the cross and risen again from the dead, that we can be forgiven and cleansed and made your children. Thank you that he came into this world to live and die and rise again from the dead for us, to be our king, to be our saviour. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we might trust him as saviour and submit to him as Lord. Please strengthen strengthen us in this by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.